Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. In this episode, I speak to a serial entrepreneur who's built a cold outreach SaaS that's growing rapidly. During our conversation, we'll go into multiple unique ways to use cold outreach that I'm sure you haven't thought of before. This conversation will change the way you think about cold outreach and get you excited about the possibilities that come from scaling it. I'll see you on the other side. What if you knew exactly how to use cold email, LinkedIn, the phone, and other sales channels to get new meetings and customers for your B2B product or service? Morgan Williams is an enterprise sales rep that's obsessed with cold outreach. If you're sick and tired of fluff, theory, and general advice on how to sell to cold prospects from people who haven't sold anything in the past 20 years and instead want detailed, tactical, step-by-step instruction, this is the podcast for you. Each week, he'll interview salespeople, consultants, and entrepreneurs about actual outbound sales campaigns they've run with real numbers and results. Each conversation will be a deep dive into deconstructing a specific campaign's results, as well as the strategy behind it. You'll get the opportunity to peek behind the curtain and see what's actually working now in cold outreach. Welcome Welcome to to Outbound Outbound Metrics. Abdul Mukadi is the founder of Outreach Bin. Outreach Bin is the go-to email warm-up and outreach platform for your business. Abdul, are you ready to dive in? Let's do it. Awesome. How does Outreach Bin get results for its customers? You know, Outreach Bin is a cold email outreach platform, right? Mm-hmm. So the idea is that we're helping customers save time when sending out emails. That's that's probably the biggest gist of it. However, for us, for you to get real results, you have to hyper personalize. You know, you have to set, build the right copy. You have to do follow ups, and all of those things are built into Outreach Bin. Um, they're they it's it's a tool that helps you and guides you through this process of doing it right. At the end of the day, when you're using Outreach Bin, you know you're doing you're checking off all the check marks that you need to when you know when you're trying to do a cold email correctly. What, what makes Outreach Bin different from the other email, cold email platforms out there? Yeah, I think at the moment, because we're still growing, we're very, very customer-centric, and we plan to be like that going forward. Every feature that we build is based on an actual use case and customer need. It's, we, we look at our audience and say, what exactly do you need? And there's customers always requesting things. And we see anywhere between five to ten customers say the exact same thing. That thing gets prioritized right away. And I think customer-centric, is just being, it's just the way to go. What are, what are some things you guys have built based on customer feedback? Actually, we were not really looking into going into in-depth metrics for our warm-up tool. Um, but a lot of customers said, hey, we, we, want, we want in-depth metrics for our customers. They're currently asking for a score, a way to check if MX records exist, a way to check if they've connected their domain correctly, right? And all of those things we've actually built in and we're 
building the front end now for them. Um, that's just a very, very brief example from, for example, threading. The threading is a very big one. People are saying, hey, we're sending a follow-up, but I want this follow-up to be like a bump in my email. And I can't do that. It, it looks like a, my follow-up looks like a totally different email. That's never great. How can we thread? And we said, oh, that's fantastic. We didn't know this was a, such a critical need. So now we have threading. You keep the subject line the same, and then your next email will bump the previous one, and your third one will bump the you know the other two. Mm-hmm. So those are just some very brief examples, but absolutely. Uh, who would you say is an ideal customer for Outreach Bin? Uh, when we started off, our ideal customer profile was what we thought uh, was anybody that who was getting who was ad- actually an expert in cold emailing. And what we realized is we have a lot of people who are very beginners in cold emailing, and they need a platform. And there's another set of, subset of group of people who are really good at cold emailing for themselves. So they've now built a business out of it. And they are just starting off their business and pushing it up the notch. And they're looking for a solution that's not hitting the bank really hard. So they can, they can earn profits. So that's, I think that's our, those are two customer profiles that currently we target and are in our base. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for that kind of big picture background look at outreach bin. I'd like to go now into, you know, you've you've done a lot of cold outreach yourself. You've obviously been working with a lot of different customers who are doing cold outreach. I like to go into, you know, a couple different scenarios, anecdotes on how outreach bin has been used in the past, but really just, you know, taking a broader look at cold email and how you go about it, how your customers go about it, looking for kind of interesting things you found since building out this product. Yeah, so I think uh, industry-wise, right, we never, from, since the start, we, we ourselves have been looking at how different industries use the product very differently. Then the, who targets who, it's been actually eye-opening. I, I, for example, I've, I've seen anywhere from, let me get into the gist of it. A, a user actually used it, not for clients, not for bringing in more sales, but actually to get a job. So the, this person used a Chrome extension, went out on LinkedIn and Indeed and you know other job sites, uh, corporate sites, found the job postings that they liked, saved those emails, right? Made a CSV, hyper personalized them. I think they connected with Hunter to verify all the emails, and they connected with LinkedIn to find the people that are for the job postings. They came into Outreach Bid, they uploaded that CSV, and I think they had about four, at least four follow ups. I believe after this process, I think took, it did about three weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and this is right when we got started. So uh, there was no threading at that time. You have to understand there was no, you know, a lot of the features were not there. You even had the bare bones of this. Uh, they sent out a total of, I believe, 465 emails. Okay. Uh, 465 emails. Uh, they, they had a, about a, in the, in the first email that went out, um, their uh, open rate was very, very low. Uh, almost, it was about in the 20s, 25s, right, percents. And they came to us and asked why. And said, hey, there's absolutely no personalization. There's absolutely nothing going on here. It's just a generic email. There's no name. There's no first line, no first line personalization. Do you know you have variables? And, you know, you can upload variables and you can actually use them to hyper-personalize your copy. You can switch out first lines if you wanted to. You can upload a CSV with all this information. Pause the campaign, went back. That's when he did the hyper-personalizing, finding stuff on LinkedIn, finding information, building out first-liners, brought it back, bumped that up to about 70%. Wow. And uh, yeah, <laughs> instantly, it was, it was crazy. And the other thing he did, he did better prospecting, 
I think so. I need to, I need to mention that it's not everything is not in the tools. It's how you how you get ready, right? So his list was more curated. It it wasn't just a generic email. Now he's looking at exactly not not only the people that were posting, but the the other person up in the line, right up in the chain of command. So. The, so there's people who post and there's another HR specialist as well. So he was contacting multiple people at the same org. And at the end of the day, I think he got interviews and everything sorted, 13 job offers. Wow. Yeah. So this is, this is you know, I was like, I, ne- I never knew, like, I never thought we would, the tool we built today is going to be used like this, which is, but it's fantastic. Uh, I think it's mind blowing. But you know that's one use case. I've used, I've, I've seen it for everywhere from users pitching it to dentists to build websites to just agencies managing their clients. And a, a lot of our customers are that it's agencies managing their clients who already have clients and um, getting results for them. It's currently being used a lot. Um, for, let me give you another example for real estate. Uh-huh. And actually, a very close friend of mine who said, "Hey, do I need to? I have this massive list." And for him, that was three thousand people, right? But this was uh, this was very targeted people, people who know him personally, and it's not an open cold prospect list. It's mm-hmm. actually people he knows um, business wise. He said, "You know, I've been this person, that, a go to person that people come to me for real estate advice, and I really want to get into this." He started a campaign with us. He three simple three step campaign, just an intro. Hey guys, I know you guys always come to me for real estate advice. Planning to start a YouTube series, right? And uh, I'm planning to start a, um, uh, a course. How many of you are interested? This is just like a mini series and, uh, and try to see what type of result he was, he was going to get. The idea was he would see from the list who's in, who, wants, who wants in, get them like a $7 downloadable, and from them move them to a course, right? I think from that list size, I believe he had about, when it came down to the course, I think it was a $3,000, oh, $300 course, $299 course. I think he got about $3,000, right? So not the most impressive results, but for him, this was never possible, right? He, he didn't think that on, on autopilot, from his list, he was going to send out a follow-up and send out another follow-up and automatically it's going to turn into results. Mm-hmm. Um, and he tells me now he just uses it as, as a, like a, it's like a normal part of his routine in his business to automate follow-ups. The majority of the results I see are not the ones that somebody's sending out 50,000 emails, getting 10,000 you know, replies or anything like that. It's the small guys that are trying to grow their business and get, getting small results that, that, that they're really happy about. Those are, I guess, two that come top of mind. Yeah, those are two really interesting ones. Heading back to the one about the person applying for jobs or, yeah. or looking to generate job offers, how long was that campaign? How long did that person do that for? I think it was three to four weeks. Uh, yeah, because we stopped in the middle to go do the prospecting again. Okay. Um, so I believe it was between three to four weeks. That's what it was. Okay. And do you know roughly how many people they had in their campaign? I think it was uh, 465, I believe. Oh, okay. So they had the 465, they had 465 people in the campaign. Yeah. And they were sending four follow ups to those, exactly. those people. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. Awesome. And so when he added, or uh, when he or she added in that first line of the camp, or that they had, that was the only variable they added, that first line of personalization. Actually, name, first line personalization. So what they did is went into the CSV. First of all, they didn't know we could do either either. So mm-hmm. we can. So went into the first um, column of CSV, called it first liner, and then went into their LinkedIn profiles and looked what they're all about, 
wrote a, a custom first line um, for every each one of them right, everybody. Uh, and uploaded it uploaded it because it's not a lot really uh, they uploaded it and instantly it just changed <laughs> like the, the dynamic of the game i think one of the big our bigger things is now every email that was going excuse me every email that was going out was actually different you mm-hmm. know and i think that makes a very big difference even though you're using a, a software you don't want to just copy paste a template in and blast it to five thousand people or 500 people uh with the same exact even if you have you know two or three custom variables in it changing a good portion of it makes a big difference gotcha that makes sense the email copy do you recall what kind of was in those emails and follow-ups what they were asking for how they were structured can't remember the first one i'm gonna be honest with you the 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 last yeah the the last copy was more so a nudge right a nudge to say hey you know just following up here I know this might not be a perfect fit. Um, however, like it, w- it was an ask to communicate with them if the one another job offer comes up that they do think that this person is a good fit for. The second is if they could introduce them to somebody. I think the other way around. So if they think that this person is impressive, right? To basically let their colleague know, or I, I know it was worded very differently. I do, but I, the hiring I manager know, hiring manager know, or other people know that this person's open uh, in the org, right? If there's another team, sorry, it was, if there is another team that uh, is also hiring that fits this person's profile to let them know. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, and I, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think two or three people replied just on that. So it wasn't a positive in, in, in a say, it wasn't a positive reply, but mm-hmm. it was a reply in saying, Hey, I don't think this is a perfect fit. However, you know, if an opportunity comes up, we'll let you know. And the one person, I think, just kept it open and saying, I'll just follow up with you. I, I'm not sure what happened with that. Sure. I was just going to say the keeping the main thing, the main thing, you know, 13 job offers in three to four weeks yes, yes. from 465 people. Like I see it as like, okay, so they were targeting actual job postings, right? Yeah. That's one thing. Like there is a need there. There is a need presence. That's like an intent indicator. They knew exactly who the right person was because they had posted it on LinkedIn or wherever. And that's, that can be half the battle with cold email when you're going into a large org is who's the right person I need to actually talk to. And, you know, most people don't do that, right? Most people just click one click apply, boom, 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 boom. You know, they wade through it. Most people don't reach out and say like, they don't go that extra step and reach out directly. Like, yeah. here's the ad, I apply the ad, you know, hope they get in touch with me. Yeah, I think that's what cut, that, that's kind of like, it just shows you yeah, going above and beyond, right? You click one, click apply, or you click, you upload your resume. But this person followed up the first time, hey, I did apply, I did X, Y, and Z, you know, I'm looking forward to speaking with you. If you have any questions, contact me. And then getting another and getting, it, it kind of just, I think it, it, for me, when I saw this, I said, this is, wow, like, I, look, we built the software. We didn't think about this, right? Mm-hmm. And now I see a whole different market here. And I see a lot of people that are in the same position that could be doing the exact same thing. And hopefully we're, we're going to work out a way to facilitate this, this process and have other people replicate it. Absolutely. In a market they're in right now. Absolutely. The uh, real estate example, that was someone who they had, an, had an existing opt-in list of 3,000 or so people. It was 2,800 or so. In that um, neighborhood, yeah. yeah in, that, in that neighborhood. And um, this was somebody, you know you know how you have somebody probably in your circle, you have a go-to person for X, right? You go-to mm-hmm. person for tech, go-to person for software, go-to person for X. This was that, that person, that go-to person for real estate. And it just so happened that his circle kind of grew a little bit bigger, friends of friends. 
and he just started accumulating emails. I think a year ago, he had told me, hey, I have all these people contacting me. I said, how are you sending them information? He said, yeah, I would just email them. I said, okay, so <laughs> let, let's start capturing the email. In this time, we didn't have even outreach bit at that time. Mm-hmm. So now when he came back and tried to revive and say, I want to do a course and I want to teach and do all this, that list came in handy. Nice. So this person just had people who are reaching out to them like, in Gmail or something who are like yeah. asking for information. Okay. Wow. And they just put them together and then yep. automated, hey, I'm going to be planning to start this YouTube channel, right? Yep. Offered a $7 downloadable. And then okay. people who bought that got offered the course. Yep, like got, got to the course. Yeah, correct. I think the he's on a next campaign where for the $7 downloadable, instead of the course, he has a workshop, like mm-hmm. a live workshop thing going on. So I'm, I'm probably going to follow up with him and see how that campaign is going, you know. So that's, that's going to be very interesting to see because there's a lot of people who don't want courses. They want hands-on training and they want it to be right there and to speak to somebody and ask questions. So Sure, sure. And I think it's really interesting to hear stories like that because... I just think, you know, you and I are, we know people in similar areas, cold email, right? Facebook groups and stuff. And it gets to the point where like, you're usually talking to people who've who've been doing this stuff before and they, you know, they understand it and there's a certain level of, you know, knowledge around it. But it's really interesting to hear people who don't know about this technology, don't know that, hey, there's something that I can use to send out personalized emails to a group of people and not just that, but follow up with them. And if they respond, it stops. Like I remember the first time I heard about this type of stuff years ago, when I first learned about it, I was like blown away. It's still, and there's still more developments being made in this type of technology, like what you guys have with you, with you do auto warm up, right? That's a huge pain point. Once you start getting into learning email and learning about why warm up is important and why you have to do it, that solves a huge pain point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. There's a lot of people that, they, do, they were doing this because they don't know cold email software exists, right? So they're looking at MailChimp to do this. Right. And MailChimp, they upload a list and MailChimp says, no, you can't have this list. Yeah. And, and then they're paying by contacts and they're saying, oh man, my list is 5,000. Why do I have to pay 80 bucks? And the whole, you know, how many emails can I send? And yeah, we definitely solve all those problems for them without any limitations, you know, anywhere there. So definitely, yeah. And cold email, um, sorry, um, Warm up, I think, is you know when you look at a tool and you say what what part of this tool ninety nine percent of users use by default. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's the it's the warm up feature. Yeah. So yeah, when a user signs up, the, the, the it's kind of one of the and, and they're one in one of our paid plans in, in our paid plan because we only have one. But they the first thing that they do is warm up their email, even if they have a warmed up email previously mm-hmm. that they're bringing in, they warm it up. And I think that's a very good practice overall in general, you know, just, just so they can keep track where, where emails are landing. Can you explain warming up for anybody listening who may not understand what that is? Sure. Sending out email, right? If you have a brand new email address and you send out email to recipients that you don't really, even if you know them or you don't know, your email providers like your Google or other recipients can see this as spam, can see it as somebody that's randomly just emailing this person. And in most cases, a brand new email will sometimes land in spam box or the other folders or the promotions folders. So how do you actually solve this problem from your email landing in spam, new or not? 
you have to warm it up. So what people would usually do is they would get a group of people together, a group of people that they knew, and they would send out an email, tell, tell those people to, hey, can you move it from spam to inbox? And can you reply back to me? Mm-hmm. And they would try to do this process. And this was a manual, tedious process. And nobody mm-hmm. wants to get 100 people that they know to do that. So we have email warm-up software. And the software automatically writes the email for you, sends it out in a gradual process over time. So you send two, one, two, four, eight, you know, over time every day. And it will automatically reply back from everybody else in the group because we have thousands of people who want to do the exact same thing. So it's a peer-to-peer network, everybody helping one another reply back and send emails to one another. And if your email does land in one of a peer member's spam box, the, our software will automatically go in, move it from spam, move it to inbox, move it from promotions, move it to inbox, move it from other, move it to inbox. Wow. And then we mark that. And you can see that over time. You, you'll see, hey, I landed in the spam for two days. Oh, look, I'm out of spam. And now I'm going really good and steady. I'm sending 40 emails a day or you know, getting X amount of replies. And over time, we're ready to start sending cold email. Awesome. Awesome. I'd like to know, is there, are there any other examples that come to mind, like on the kind of little many stories we've talked about with folks. Are there any others that come to mind that like are unique or doesn't even have to be a super unique, but you know, a customer who's had success using the tool, anything like that. I really enjoyed hearing about those two examples. Yeah. For me, it's been slightly different in the case of I'm still in the process of gathering these examples, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I, we sometimes, these were very unique times where people reached out to, you know, me personally, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that, they, they, they just run with our software and they get great results. Um, so we're still in the process of reaching out to the people and saying, hey, if you have, have had a great story with success using our software, um, we'd love to know. So we're still compiling a lot of those. But maybe I'll talk on the future side. What is one thing that helped? Because I know we've touched into warm-up. There, there is a person currently that is a, running an agency. And the one thing that got them to ramp up their agency clients was actually our warm-up feature. So believe it or not, they, they were using a totally different software just for cold emailing. And that's all that software does even till today, right? Uh, all it does is cold emailing. Um, they tried out Outreach Bin. They moved their clients to Outreach Bin because we allow user uh, accounts, it's kind of team member accounts. So they gave their client a team member account. The client logged in and said, hey, what is warm-up? And I think, I believe the client had given them 15 accounts to work with. Once they saw warm-up, that ramped up to about 50 to 60 all of a sudden they, they saw, hey, they could ramp up their process and get into inbox. So it just boosted their business. <laughs> like This guy just came back to me and said, hey, I, I didn't know I should be selling this, right? I didn't know I should be focusing on this. And I said, man, you do cold email. Of course you should be focusing on it. Sure. I mean, warm-up should be you know, the, the bread and butter sometimes more than the cold email part. It's just something, I think, future-wise that really, really shows people that if you are doing cold email and you're not warming up, it's like going to a gunfight with a knife. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense at times. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You have a background in outreach, right? For SEO. Yeah. For that, SEO, right? that's correct. That How did correct. you use outreach back then when you were doing, or not oh, the tool, but just partnerships? I, I, I like to call it partnerships, right? People call it link building. People call it whatever. There's a lot of words for it. I think we, in my background has been just having teams that, that we would reach out to people and to build partnerships to get links. We would go, go to Ahrefs, download a, um, like a skyscraper technique, right? Download links, see where your, uh, other people are linking to, see what uh, articles have, have dead links, um, bring those out, um, reach out to those people, f- find their email addresses, you know, using an enrichment software, 
reach out to those people and say, hey, it seems like you have a dead link. I'm, I mean, I have a reader of your platform. Of course, it works. The, the copy in this case matters so, so much more mm. than the process because there's a lot of people now that know the process. So they know exactly how to do this. They know exactly how to find, find dead links on a website. They know exactly how to enrich. But what they don't know is how to actually hook the person when they, when they read the email. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people will open the email. Right. You write in partnership in there. They're, they're going to open the email. It's just that when they see that same format of saying, hey, I'm, I'm an avid reader of your platform, and this is the link I saw, and this is empty, this is what I want to do, that doesn't work anymore. So the first emails, got to get those links to go. There just should be absolutely no links in here. Opening in, hey, love your content. What content do you love? I love this content. Not a link. Actual, like a first line opener, right? I love this mm-hmm. new article that you wrote. I have some ideas about X, Y, and Z. Who can I speak to if you're the right person? If not, can you get me in touch? Not talking about link building. You're not talking about absolutely anything. That's a partnership email. More cases than that, people are nice. They'll say, hey, I'm the person or I'm not. They'll move you up to somebody that is. And you're sending it not from a Gmail, like a, the generic Gmail. You're sending mm-hmm. it from an actual business looking email, right? Right. Um, so we append it, you know, not a .com, maybe a .io, maybe that, you know, or .net. That what, if they look at the, you know, sender name, if they look at the email, they're good. You know, they're going to forward it over. And, and that actually tends to work. Of course, there's a lot more variations in this. And we've been using this to build our partnerships. And what, what I mean by that is sometimes we will do deals together, right, with different businesses. And we'll say, okay, here's a deal from one of ours and here's a deal from yours. Or if somebody in my network has a deal for something that I can offer them or vice versa or get them placement on a blog. Or, for example, somebody was recently writing an article on top five affiliate programs in the SaaS industry. And if it's a top list, you might, you know, it's only five. Maybe you want to be the sixth person on there. That's pretty valuable because you know, mm-hmm. this person had a big following. So I can take that idea and pitch it and say, hey, this is, I can get you on here. And here's where we need some help with maybe an integration or getting on your integration list uh, or any of that sort. So I think those partnerships is what one is very, very, very valuable for if you're a, a software business. But it works across other industries as well. In general, if you have a website, you're building out these partnerships and just for exposure in cases. Mm-hmm. But you can only do so yeah. if you have authority, I believe. So, what well, is do the is form partnerships with authority, or get exposure uh, no. from authority? No, I think build your authority. But what I do, oh. I don't mean in the SEO sense. I mean in the sense of subject matter experts, right? So if you look at outreach, man, we're still we're we're working on doing that still today. It's a it's a process that that isn't. So two are your customers. Some of them will already see, okay, Outreach Bin is going to be an authority to them on matters of their campaigns. Mm-hmm. However, if you look at the broader audience, broader the C, the C doesn't know about audio, Outreach Bin yet, right? right? So Outreach Bin has to do something as a business to attract these people to, to have them know, hey, I can tell you exactly what steps we're going to take. We're going to look at how many emails are sent from our platform. When are they sent? We're going to analyze data. We're going to use the data that we have and metrics, right, and say, how do you know how many follow-up emails are needed before you get a reply? I could say from 1 million emails that went out on the Eastern time zone between 9 to 5, Tuesday was the best day, and it needed 4.2 follow-ups. Like, I don't ha- I'm just coming up with this. I'm just, I'm, we're going to use data to get these types. Right. That's kind of what I'm trying to paint the picture. And come out with these studies to help people actually build better campaigns, hopefully. Yeah, that's the goal. So you want to do something like that for your business. And uh, now when you have that, now imagine doing the outreach part. It's very easy. You can even get up to you know somebody on a business insider to pick it up if your if your data is that good and you're the only unique authority doing it. Yeah, unique data sets definitely get a lot of attention. Yeah, 
online for sure. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Pleasure having you on. Outreachbin.com for anyone who's interested in checking out the app. I've seen a lot of buzz around it uh, lately. So definitely worth checking out, checking out Abdul and his team. Abdul, pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. You have a good one. One thing this interview proved is that there is a lot of value in sending cold email. It's not just for booking sales calls. Cold email is about connecting with others and starting conversations. You can use cold email and your creativity to connect with anyone and create whatever you want out of thin air. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with a friend. Thanks for listening.